Hello, my name is Dylan, and this is the Heroes of Reality podcast, a place where I interview heroes of reality, of life, science, technology, and more, and I share the stories, lessons, journeys, inspiring you to be the hero of your reality. And on today's podcast, we had Matt Kenny, my best friend, my business partner, my player number two in life and in business. We opened up a gourmet food truck and food business together for a number of years, sold that successfully. Then we opened up a software development studio where we build virtual reality, augmented reality, and artificial intelligence tools for businesses, brands, and people. We have a wonderful talk all about life, leveling up, and his superpowers, what he thinks it takes to be a good leader, um, what his mentors are, what his lessons are, and how he got started on this path of entrepreneurship. Very excited, very grateful to welcome my partner, my best friend, Matt Kenny. Hey, Matt. Hi. Welcome. Hey, Dylan. How are you? I'm great, man. Thanks for being here today. No problem. Glad to be here. Awesome. So we are here to talk about the hero's journey. And my first question for you is, what does the hero's journey mean to you? What does the journey, hero's journey mean to me? Well, to me, the hero's journey represents a philosophy of life. Mm -hmm. um, it's a narrative into which you can live your life to the fullest mm -hmm. and filled with most purpose mm -hmm. possible. For me, um, when I come across hard obstacles or um, things I don't want to do because um, I'm lazy, I uh, look at my heroic self and say, would the hero inside me be lazy and not do that? Would the hero inside of me um, not push himself to the, to the extreme and go past his fears? Um, so to me, it's, it's painting a picture of your, hero, of, of your hero self in this narrative of life and putting yourself into the, um, pushing yourself through it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So when you say your heroic self, mm -hmm. is that something that you close and you visualize as a heroic self? Or is that something that you, you, can, you can see yourself as a, as a heroic character? Or, I mean, how do you, how do you visualize that? Yeah, I think I visualize it in a way that's like the best version of myself. Mm. Um, I think um, with self-actualization, um, you're aware. Mm. And I think to me, one of the goals of self-actualization is, is uh, to discover that we're not perfect. Yeah. Um, we need a lot of guidance and mentorship, but then we need a lot of struggle for us to become the be better versions of, of ourselves. And so when, when struggle comes, instead of running away, we take it on head first. And so to me, you need to have a hero model from within um, because I think most of the time we either get scared or we're, we are too lazy to do something that we should be doing. And we need that model to show, that visualization to show us there is a path, there is a way to do this, and you need to imagine yourself doing it. Yeah, what's interesting about that is I think a lot of people believe, oh, how did that guy get there? How did he become that superstar, that yeah. hero, that person? And they feel like it was lucky breaks, but really it's heroes move towards something in spite of the fear, not because they don't have any fear. Mm -hmm. If there was no fear, then there would be no, there'd be no reward on that end. <laughs> Right, and so, how do you you have those moments where you feel the fear? You imagine your superhero self, and you mm -hmm. take those steps forward. What do you What do you say to yourself to get yourself to inch towards that goal? To to take that brave step into the unknown that you fear to do. Um, I think it's a. I mean, I think a part of my. Uh, how to explain it. I, that's 
That's a tough question. <laughs> I, I think there's a part of us that is self-defeating. Mm-hmm. And, and we tell ourselves that we can't do this or we can't do that. Um, or you're bad at this. Or, but then you even say, um, like, to me, when, when the time comes and there's, like, courage, that self-defeating also kind of plays a big part in a way where he's, like, quit being, you know, a, a wimp, quit being a, a little, I don't know how to say it without saying an expletive. Um, go for it. I'll, yeah. just, I'll just mark expletive on the podcast. Okay, perfect. Well, without being, like, a little bitch, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's times where that time comes and I get scared or there's there's fear and I'm like stop being a little bitch and just yeah. do it and it took me a while to like I didn't get that that mindset going because uh, you don't know the difference between the two um, I think there's a part of of you that is a drill sergeant inside of you and I think there's a part of you who's an asshole inside of you yeah and and d- identifying which one that is 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 I think part of life right yeah. Well, and also part of that is, too, what do you feed, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we all get negative self-talk, and that negative mm-hmm. self-talk can get into your brain. And if you feed it, if you, if you nurture it, if every time something hard comes up, you step away, you, yeah. you run away, you, you don't get a chance to earn those experience points. You don't get a chance to, to level up those skills, yeah. right? And so how do, you, how do you feed the drill sergeant and not the wimp, yeah. right? And that's, yeah. the, that's the big scary thing. Now, uh, you are uh, an Eagle Scout. Mm-hmm. Right, you got started years ago on on journeying and leveling up. How yeah. how is how are the Boy Scouts? Um, how did that affect you and your mindset of kind of gamifying your life and and leveling up and things like that? I think the Boy Scouts was an awesome is an awesome program. It mm-hmm. really is. Uh, coming from a single mom household mm. um, there's a lot of uh, you know male role models yeah. um, a lot of uh, mentors um, taught me a lot of stuff about you know the wilderness and and um, just how to be you know how to have good character and and how to be a man I think that's what the the, the true the what the Boy Scouts uh, um, kind of mission is is turn young boys into men mm-hmm. right and so to me uh, going through the Scouts and and having these skills mm-hmm. that you can go and learn. I mean, there's like a hundred and some merit badges. And I, you, it's, it, there's only been a probably whew, small, small, small percentage of Boy Scouts who've probably gotten all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get to choose whatever path you want to pick. You, you, there's are, there are some required ones that um, like wilderness survival and first aid and then, you know, citizenship in the community that teach you these like life skills that, whether you're a Boy Scout or not, that all sh- uh, all humans should have. Yeah. Um, but then there's other cool ones like archery and um, um, like camping and 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 hiking and and uh, like a bunch of just cool like now and now they're even getting into programming and um, and a lot of the STEM exercises too because. Um, you know, Scouts is constantly like evolving. So to me, it's like it's cool to, to have this uh, this these badges and these achievements um, to like help you level up. It's structure, mm-hmm. and I think that's the best. Like with game design and, and games, and there's a lot of uh, structure in place. You have to. You can't just have a game with no rules. Yeah, there has to be rules. There has to be a way to win the game. And I think that with Boy Scouts, it it takes that those game mechanics and, and gives you a path, and that path is Eagle, right? When you get to the top, you're an Eagle Scout. You are the champion of of that cause, and only two percent of Boy Scouts get to Eagle. Now, with that, um, I actually don't know. Does a does the Eagle Scout then become a mentor back around, or how does that how does that loop look? Yes, um, I I mean I think after. Uh, after I got received my Eagle Scout, um, I was uh, one of the part of the like the closing ceremonies is, you know, when the time comes when you're, you know, when you have a child, mm-hmm. you know, bring them back into Boy Scouts uh, because it helps one, you know, keep the the system going and and two, that one you can you can um, you can also start to learn to mentor and teach, 
and so for me, I haven't, I don't have any children yet. <laughs> so it was just very easy for me to uh, come back and, and start helping, you know, some of the guys. Because I think, um, once again, there's there's a, uh, I think a lot of scouts are also come from like single mom homes mm-hmm. sometimes, and I think it's a good spot to like actually, you know, learn how to be a man when that man's not in your life. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, it gives you structure and format, yeah. skills to learn, things to develop, and mm-hmm. and it's funny because the being a man isn't necessarily about how old you are; it's about mm-hmm. how much experience you gather, right? Yeah. And so some people are really young that are able to level up quickly because they have to mm-hmm. and they go through those experiences. While there's some uh, men that are still man childs, yeah, right. And Absolutely. so, what do you think gains you the most experience points? What do you think in terms of leveling up to be a man outside of Boy Scouts, what do you mm-hmm. think are certain activities or skills or badges that they could earn to level up to to be a man? What do you think is important? I think, I think it, once again, there's a lot of uh, it. Kind of comes from all angles. Um, mm-hmm. I think we have a, um, I think anything with wilderness survival and nature, uh, getting us out of our comfort zones. Mm-hmm. Um, the more you get into nature, the more you discover that you know there's so much more to just your ego and yourself. And I think it challenges you to get out of your AC apartment where you can go and buy food at the grocery store and it's there versus, you know, going out into the wilderness and hunting it yourself. Uh, it, it, that those kind of activities, like, I think reshape your brain and, and, um, I think also like reshape you, reshape your heart in a lot of ways, like gives you courage and and allows you to see the world in a different perspective. Yeah, it's getting out there, yeah. Uh, Daniel, because I had him on the podcast, he yeah. calls that type two fun. Oh, There's awesome. the type one fun, which is like sitting and watching Netflix and doing whatever. Type two is like the hard, challenging stuff when you yeah, get yeah. out there and you struggle, and yeah. it's more rewarding on the backside. Yeah, absolutely, and I, and I, I would agree with him on that. Um, there's a lot of things that like you get out of your comfort zone you're like you know it's scary and like i think scare like anytime you get into a scary situation you should like run towards it right mm-hmm. because uh you get this thrill sometimes of and i think that's where like you know thrill seekers come in yeah. a lot but then at the same time you're right like on the back half it's so rewarding and that's to me it's like pain now is worth feeling good uh in the long run yeah right and that's kind of how how courage works like the more scary stuff you do the more courage you you achieve and it like truly shapes the person you are i would say that courage is probably courage besides compassion Mm -hmm. are the two like main skills that we should be honing it should be the main the main ones that we focus on in our life because I think those are the those are the two that truly shape our character the, the mm-hmm. man that we become courage and compassion mm-hmm. shapes the character mm-hmm. I see yeah with that it's it's funny like you look at that and you look at courage right and it's mm-hmm. all about feeling the fear and doing it anyways mm-hmm. and then compassion is all about feeling the other person mm-hmm. and and acting of service mm-hmm. Do you think that shapes your definition of what a hero is? Like, what would be your definition of a hero then? Yes, I th- I think that being a hero is is doing is having the courage of when shit goes down mm-hmm. and you're in the worst spot of your life. We have we usually have two choices. We mm-hmm. can either step up to the challenge, yeah, and push through, and believe that there's something on the other side for us yeah. that's good, mm-hmm. or we fear from the challenge. We run away from it, and we let that define us. Yeah. And and both I think become a, lim- a belief, right? Yeah. Um, when you when you accomplish the challenge, you believe, wow, I can do anything. When you run away from it, you believe, wow, um, I'm scared of everything, right? Yeah. I believe that, well, maybe I'm not that type of person that does heroic things. And so I think that, yeah, um, 
to me, yeah, put it like the times of struggle is when the hero it you see you see when the true hero shines. Mm-hmm. It's not when it's every day and everything's you know cozy and nice and oh, you know, getting paid my normal paycheck or you know, food's always here and it's always the times of struggles where you see the true hero come out. Yeah, it's that moment that allows you to uh struggle in spite of if you mm-hmm. if you're getting everything's easy there's food on the table you you can you know whatever pay your bills or whatever yeah. it might be you there's nothing to challenge you right mm-hmm. you just show up you clock in clock out which kind of gives you this weird numbing effect yeah versus you have to struggle over something to get through the other side of it mm-hmm. to really to really appreciate the the fact that you didn't have right yeah yeah uh, uh, I was talking to my friend the other day, uh-huh. and when I, when I talk to him, I'm always telling him like crazy stories about what's going on in my life and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And he's always like, I love listening to your stories all the time. They're so exciting. Like, <laughs> even though like sometimes they're like stories like, oh shit, like I almost, I did this wrong or this was crazy. But like, it, it, I think when you, when you live a heroic life or when you when you when you strive to be the best version of yourself your your stories become so much better versus when you are in routine and you don't put yourself in your comfort zone then your stories become boring yeah right yeah, it becomes every day you never want to hear a story of what you do oh well you know i just sat home all day I really didn't do anything yeah. yeah versus you know i put myself in this crazy situation yeah and good bad or ugly like here it was yeah right and that's always like you either get a wow awesome or whoa that's crazy or uh you get some sort of you know feeling or emotion that gets yeah. um it charges from that and so i think yeah like when you when you have that narrative of living the hero's journey in your life as philosophy, um, it it makes it exciting. It makes it more like worth living yeah. to me. What's your um, holy grail? What is it that you're moving towards? Why mm. why do you? I mean, why do you live the heroic life? Why do you you know view yourself as that? Is there a certain holy grail that you're seeking? That is it. What does that look like for you? Um. Wow. I think there's a lot there. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be like the one, could be a one. Sure. And I think a part of it comes to like, I've always seen my, I've always tried to put myself in a leadership role mm-hmm. um, just naturally. It just, it usually comes up. And, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, being a leader is uh, serving your people. And I think, um, I think that's what heroes do. Um, they strive the best to serve the people. And, and whether that's saving people or, or helping them um, through tough times, or I mean, there's tons of ways to define heroes, um, you know. But I think, uh, to me, I think that's the. I don't know the story I I, I tell myself, mm-hmm. I guess, in that regard. Like I think uh, I think heroes. Um, I, I kind of lost my thought. <laughs> or the, <laughs> yeah. Totally fair. Yeah. Holy Grail. Mm. The Holy Grail. Thank you. Holy mm-hmm. Grail. So, for my Holy Grail is, like, I, I see myself in, like, you know, maybe going into politics if that's something I want to do or, or you know, take our business to the to the next, to the, the craziest level. But really, it's about um, trying to be the best version of myself. Um, what does that look like? What does that mean? I mean, to me, my Holy Grail is is how can I get myself to the next level? What does that self look like? And I think that's what kind of like pushes me forward. I think there's a lot of external mm-hmm. um, holy grails, uh, being successful, like being, fi- you know, f- being financially free is a very exciting holy grail, right? Where you can, God, I can do anything I want because it's time, right? The entrepreneurial ho- holy grail, yeah. be uh, financially independent, yeah. right? You get to control all your W's. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I think that's a that's a good holy grail. Um, I'm getting married this this year right congratulations thank you i'm super excited about that i but it's a holy grail right mm-hmm. having like the you know finding the love of the love of your life and, and settling down and, and 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 starting an awesome family so i think that's you know that's also a holy grail and then but but i think there 
I think you, you have to have both intrinsic and external motivators to get you to do things in life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the Holy Grail kicks in because the whole hero's journey is going after the Holy Grail, yeah. but then just to realize that you have the power all along and you could have done so much greater, right? It, isn't it interesting how it almost always starts external and then yeah. becomes internal over time, mm-hmm. right? So you first start out with, I'm driven because I want that thing or that thing's on fire or whatever it is, but the more you do it, the more you embody that belief that character yeah. that persona and then it starts to just become you mm-hmm. right yeah and i think but then I, I you become aware of it and then when you become aware of it it becomes addicting and mm-hmm. and you get like to me i get um i don't know i've been listening to a lot of jim rome lately mm-hmm. and he talks a lot about you know wanting to be your best self and the drive to 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 be the best version of yourself and i think that once you become aware and you understand that it's not that difficult to do if you just do the work, if you just make it happen and, and, and stick to like, I think another big word is discipline. Yeah. Um, I think discipline is something that uh, we think of like military yeah. with discipline, but it's really, it's, it's just discipline to get out of bed and at six o'clock every morning and do what you need to do to live a healthy life. Uh, one of the, one of the examples he uses is, uh, we know that we have to, run you know run a mile every day to live a healthy life but we choose not to but you know that you just got to do that and you'll live a healthier life so i i it's it's this weird like like having neglect in your life when you shouldn't yeah you uh, it's funny because you ignore your game character the, your avatar your body right <laughs> and you focus on other things and you you know if you just did the work you would feel better you would be better you would yeah. do better and that would all maybe be good but you have this two conflicting things because you have your lazy monkey yep. that doesn't want to do anything and then you have your like your heroic self that is yearning to come out that that wants that belief right that mm-hmm. wants to wants to be that hero but it's yeah. difficult because as humans we want our cake and eat it too we yep. want to level up without the work you know hence you know why we like montages <laughs> you know massive progression bumps and leveling up and xp without the actual effort and time what do you think in terms of uh, virtual mentors? Mm-hmm. Do you have a couple of you know um, uh, virtual mentors, people that you you look up to either through time or space, videos yeah. online like Jim Rohn, mm-hmm. and you know what are those? Who are those mentors, and what lessons have they taught you? Um, I I have a uh, there's definitely a, a couple people I've um, looked up to. Um, I would say as as that model, um, I think Bruce Lee. Uh, definitely philosopher, um, self-actualized, um, and really strive to be like the best version of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of his messages uh, um, resonate, you know, um, being being fluid like water is yeah. one, you know, being ad- adaptable like water. Um, um, I, Martin Luther King. Um, Martin Luther King was just a a man who dealt with so much adversity and struggle in his life and he still didn't give a shit um went against all odds and led a generation of of people into the like into a a revolution in that regard and i think that and i think that takes a lot of like what kind of a man was he like what, what kind of a man does that Someone who cares about the people, someone who truly lives a motivation by the people, and one of the messages that I love the most about him is is acceptance. You know, mm-hmm. like acceptance is a powerful thing. Uh, we have a lot of judgment on one another in so many aspects, and I think that you know, if we learn to accept each other more, um, we'll be better. What's interesting about that is that it reminds me a lot of the uh, Serenity Prayer. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. give me the courage to change the things I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, um, the grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Mm-hmm. And between both those guys, they both had a form of acceptance. Accept, be like water. Accept mm-hmm. your eternal environment. Adjust to it. Mm-hmm. Right, and also, you know, ex- the acceptance of this is the current situation we're in and I will accept this cross to bear, at the same time I will have the courage to 
speak my voice, mm-hmm. have a vision, have change, have things like that, and try to affect the world in a positive way, even though it might be the death of me, no. right? Which is... And, and I also think it's like acceptance of people, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, um, the acceptance of who you are and as a person, and, and not necessarily hold judgment to the things you say or do. Um, I think uh, there's a lot of... We do that a lot, and I think that you know that a lot of that comes from media and mm-hmm. such, where we do snap judgments on one another. Um, but I think, you know, I, uh, his, his one of my favorite lines from him was uh, the the art of acceptance. Um, the art of acceptance is when someone who's done you a favor wishes they've done you a greater favor. Oh, and that was that was from Martin Luther King, and. Oh. and uh, and I think it's it's huh. because you know people. All people want to do is just live their life and be accepted for who they are, what they, yeah. and what they do. Well, yeah. One of the things I've noticed too is that with truth, it's usually two opposites at the same time, right? Yeah. You want absolute acceptance, but you also want to be authentic. Yeah. And you want to be authentic and accepted, and so. Oftentimes we try to mold to fit into a thing to yeah. be accepted by others, but when ultimately we can get rejected by trying to mold and be that different person because then you're not who you are and then people mm-hmm. can feel that vibe, that whole thing. So how do you be how do you be authentic and accepted at the same time? That's, yeah, and that's really difficult to do. That's where courage comes yes, in. Yes, where courage comes in. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and Bruce Lee was a huge advocate of, of honest, he called it honest expression in his, yeah. in his terms. And, uh, and I think honest, honest expression um, is, is difficult. We all, we all truly care what other people think about us. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes we care more about what people think about us that doesn't allow us, it, it's very easy for me to come in and pretend yeah. to be something or, or act a certain way or do something because I want someone just to like me. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to actually, you know, speak from my heart, speak from my truth, and and speak without without concern of what other people think. Yeah, it's scary to speak from your heart. <laughs> it's it's scary to speak from a place where you want to communicate how you feel because that mm-hmm. that feeling of being you know rejected because okay. you when you when you open up and you speak from your heart you're vulnerable mm-hmm. and people can attack you mm-hmm. and they can hurt you and it makes you not want to and so the question is is how do you how do you even though you know that you could get hurt even though you know you could get rejected how how do you speak from the heart still like do you have any let me ask you do you do any types of uh, mental or physical buffs that allow you to speak from the heart how do you how do you power up throughout the day so that Oof. you're able to have the strength to move forward? Yeah. Um, for me, that's a, I would say it's meditation in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's doing a little bit of journaling, but then mostly it's, it's some positive affirmations about myself, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Um, because I think honest expression comes with self acceptance and self-love and for you to express yourself honestly you have to like love yourself through and through and so um sometimes it's positive affirmations of looking in the mirror and saying you're a badass yeah you are a badass matt and you can have a rocking day today so go out there and help as many people as you possibly can and i think uh and i would say this is just a lesson that i've been learning more recently mm-hmm. um something i've been working on recently so um even uh, even in my 37 years i'm still um i'm still working on my self-acceptance mm-hmm. um if that makes sense absolutely does yeah, yeah, yeah. i think we all work on that right and yeah. there's there's parts of us that we we love and mm-hmm. there's parts of we that we don't mm-hmm. right and the, the question is how do you how do you improve yourself without beating yourself up, right? Like, for example, people, you know, that might start out meditating mm-hmm. and then they get distracted and then they then they judge themselves for getting distracted and mm-hmm. they get it and then they leave that meditation session for and all they did was sit there judging themselves for not doing a better job when the whole point of it is to just accept the moment and mm-hmm. do the best you can. So, you know, arming up with self affirmations or journaling and things like that is 
it's incredibly powerful, but it's one of those things, much like Jim Rohn, it's obviously and and constantly overlooked, right? Yeah. So, you know, if there was any like young heroes out there that were that you know needed um, self love or you know had that negative self talk, I mean, what advice would you give to them to you know what you know what um, missions or quests could they go on? What things could they do to to build up that self love? Um, I think it comes down to uh, once again to courage mm-hmm. and. I think the more you put yourself out of your comfort zone, you discover more about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think self-love comes with confidence. And it mm-hmm. comes with your ability to take on the world and, and, and see, I, I, I can't take on the world. I got this. And, and I think that's where when, when, you're, when fear goes away, I think honest expression comes in because mm-hmm. you have no more fear to express yourself honestly. Does that make sense? It does. It does. It's just a. It's a thing of momentum, though. Yeah, yeah. You got to start small and have a moment where you start to level up, and you go, "Okay, I'm feeling the fear, and I'm gonna do it anyways. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell this person I like them. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell them how I feel, whether it's mm-hmm. positive or negative. Absolutely. Either way, you're expressing yourselves, and a lot of times that whole. You, you know, we, we live two worlds at the same time. Mm-hmm. We have this reality that we have where we, we interact with each other. And then we have these mental models in the background that we're playing on top of that. Yeah. Where this is what the person's saying about me in mm-hmm. my mind, right? And this is what yeah. I'm saying about myself in my mind, right? And it seems like you have to be able to create that uh, congruency mm-hmm. with yourself and your mental model. But the only way by doing that is by doing the things you don't want to do yeah. to put yourself out there. Absolutely. Um, I would, uh, I think it comes like with um, socially as well. Like uh, you would ask like another thing I do to mm-hmm. prep for my day. Yeah. Um, I tell random strangers hello. Yeah. Uh, as I walk by them and I look them in the eye and I say hello. And sometimes they're like, well, hello back. And each time I do that, sometimes the conversation will, hello, how are you? Oh, I'm good. This is great. And I think for me, it takes, I think a lot of us have a fear of rejection from people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why our our honest expression doesn't come out because we don't want to be rejected. Yeah. And I think the more practice we have with, with talking to one another and, and especially, uh, a stranger, you know, Mm -hmm. like every time it, it, to me, it stacks for the day. And so by the time when I'm having my meetings, when I'm talking to my team, um, when I'm talking to, to other business, um, folk, uh, it, it, um, I'm at my, my peak of my sociability in that way. Like I feel, I feel confident. I feel mm-hmm. strong because all day I've been just talking to people and saying hi, so, Put, putting myself out there. So it's almost like a, uh, almost like a mana bar or a mm-hmm. social bar, right? Mm-hmm. And then throughout the day, mm-hmm. uh, a rage meter, if you yeah. would. And yeah. every time you say hi to somebody, it goes up a couple of points. Boom, doom, boom, doom. Yeah. And then once it gets to the top, then you can go in into that meeting, into the other place, because now you've leveled up the social skills, which yep. levels up your confidence, which levels up your ability to communicate better, yeah. which makes you a more effective communicator leader. Yep. And I think that's where uh, charisma points come in, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, the skill, charisma, and all in every video game. And and th- I think charisma goes both ways. I think charisma is um, on the heroic side, like diplomacy, right? Yeah. Um, and helping solve conflict, but then at the same time being empathetic towards one another. And then I think on the villain side, it represents manipulation and fear. Well, I guess part of it is, yeah, what is the intent behind it, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. the, the charisma, you could be uh, uh, being charismatic for your own benefit or for yeah. the benefit of the others. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I feel like, you know, with the, the whole hero thing is that you can be leveling up your social skills while giving back to someone else at the same time. Yep. You know, saying hi to somebody, you know, it, it makes your day as much as it makes their day. Yep. Right? And... And it's you know, are you are you doing it to manipulate them in a negative way? Or are you looking to get them to just blossom like yeah. a flower, like a like a gardener, if you would? Yeah, yeah. I I, I think uh, I, I I definitely challenge anyone to 
next time they're at Starbucks mm-hmm. and they're talking to the person, just say, hey, how's, your, how's it going? How's your, how's your day today? Yeah. Um, and you'll be shocked at, like, people will be like, oh, well, thank you for asking. Let me, let me tell you real quick. Because I think we, um, we do live in a day where, or live in an age where there's a lot of routine. Mm-hmm. And now we have um, NPC characters, right? Yeah. Like um, people just doing, doing their jobs because they just have to do them. Or people who just run in the ro- routine because they're just doing it every day. And I think the more we, we shock them a little bit and go, hey, what's going on? Or that's a crazy thing over there, isn't it? Like it gets them, it, it, it brings life and joy into their uh, mundane if that makes sense. Yeah, so almost like the, the people that are working their day jobs, right? Mm-hmm. And they've had to do it so many times, these NPCs, non-player characters, they yeah. have on a mask. The mask is like, I am here to just serve a role and so that you can get on with your day, right? Mm-hmm. And they're not really connected. But you, you, you shatter that non-player character by going, hey, how you doing? How's mm-hmm. your day going? And you engage with them as if they are a human being, which... <laughs> Ultimately, we all want that, like, be yeah. treated like humans, mm-hmm. you know, but it takes energy, and it takes effort, and it takes yeah. uh, social skills. Yeah, and you have to not be thinking of how bad your day is going, or you have to, like, you have to want to put yourself out there, and, yeah. and not fear that, you know, I'm going to say hi to this person, and they're going to, like, hate me forever. Like, every time I've said hi to someone, I'd say nine times out of ten, they say hi back, yeah. and... A lot of people want to have conversations with you, like especially at any type of show, social engagement, or mm-hmm. at, at a you know parties, or at a at a, a nightclub or a bar. Like people want to talk. That's why they're there. I think we have. Uh, I think a lot of us fear that rejection somehow, yeah. some way. Well, let me ask you this: in terms of uh, so your superpower, um, uh, actually, let me ask you: what is what do you think your superpower is? Um, I would say, oh, that's, that's another good one. Um, I have, I have this ability to create a team really fast, mm-hmm. um, get people to work together, challenge themselves to strive to get, do something great. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a really good ability to communicate, mm-hmm. um, specifically on the one-on-one scenario, uh, my the skill I'm working on right now is to be able to communicate to the mass, right? Yeah. Public speaking and and talking, and that's where even though we're having this conversation right now, I still I still get the EBGBs uh, and and my fear my fear factors fly, but I think uh, I I think that my yeah I'd say communicating one on one team dynamics mm-hmm. um, and then I would say uh, I would say my ability to feel the fear and then do it anyway sure um, and I think that that's just a, a, a superpower that just gets honed over time absolutely like, especially when I was a kid I didn't have that and I just and now I feel now I it, it becomes now addicting to feel the fear and push forward. Yeah, the whole um, when you're talking about you know getting the team together, I was thinking of <laughs> a, a term rallying cry, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We're going this way. Yeah, and that whole you know rallying cry along with the ability to have empathetic, deep one-on-one connections, and yeah. you know we're all leveling up our skills. Mm-hmm. You know, having online communications, deep communications, being able to speak to the masses, those are all things that take time that we all level up on. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me ask you this, in terms of, uh, what do you think was your, for you, a threshold guardian as you were leveling up those skills? What do you think were some challenges that you were facing along the way that you know maybe kicked your butt um, or not mm-hmm. as, as you're going through and leveling up those superpower skills? Yeah, I think that, I mean, there's a couple of things. Um, I think for me, I didn't have any vision or goal of what mm-hmm. I wanted to do, mm-hmm. um, so I kind of just like went where the adventure took me, mm-hmm. and I was kind of riding on the coattails of like other people in in regards. So, mm-hmm. for instance, uh, um, coming out of out of high school, didn't really know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. My friends like we can join the army, and I'm like, all right, we'll join the army, and, mm-hmm. and we did that, and that was cool. It was awesome. Um, but then came back and was like, okay, what do I do now? Well, 
uh, I guess I'll be a, um, a, a policeman. My friend's a policeman, so I could be a policeman. And I tried to do that, and it just wasn't my thing. And then, um, then you offered the, mm. the entrepreneur journey, and I was like, okay, cool, sounds fun. Let's go on the entrepreneur journey. So I think for me, uh, finding vision, and now I finally have gotten to a point where it's like, okay, now I understand what vision means and understanding like what I want to become. Mm-hmm. Um, vision to me was the first, I would say, threshold guardian because not knowing what you want to do in life and just wandering is not good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's passive and I wish I had more drive mm-hmm. as a kid I wish I had more drive to want to be the best version of myself mm-hmm. and that didn't come till I was in my th- I would say early 30s yeah until I on my on my hero's entrepreneurial mm-hmm. path when I was like oh this is what focus means this is what drive means this is what it means to want to be the best version of yourself versus I'm just gonna go with the flow today and I feel like I've lived my life very go with the flow well, it's like, it's very hard to be the dungeon master and the player in the game, right? It's very difficult to be able to, you know, map out every path and then also, you know, accept the self on the path. It's, it's, you have to have these different perspective shifts and it's a challenge to be able to shift in one mind and go, okay, this is the path I'm going to go on and then jump and be that. And, and, and it's a struggle even on the other side, you know, to be the guy who plans it, mm-hmm. but then shift it actually doing it and just accepting what is, you yeah. know, because I think on my side of things, it's, it was easier to plan out and plot where it needs to go. It's very difficult to walk the path after I plot it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, being able to, to, to be one side and then switch to the other is, is a challenging thing for anybody because we're not all things. And I think as we go through life, we start to get better at honing the skills and identifying the different things, that the gaps that we have. Yeah. And, and then also saying, okay, what is my strength? And then how do, I, how do I level up my strength as well as compensate for my weaknesses? And so, you know, one of the ways that I compensated was I brought in people that were better at things than I was, you mm-hmm. know, accounting on one side, leadership on other sides. And say, okay, these people fill gaps and let's all work together almost as if the Voltron of superheroes, <laughs> right? You're bolting on these different pieces so yeah. that we could take off all together, mm-hmm. right? Which is an effective way. But then, yeah. you know, you need to find times that there's times, uh, uh, you know, in, in entrepreneur business or even in heroic uh, mindsets that... You can't be all things, right? No. But you also need times to be able to rely on yourself, but then times to rely on a team, right? Yeah. And that's a, it's a balance that we all, dynamics we're all sorting out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think, uh, and then to go back like to the Guardian, um, like I think, you know, going into entrepreneurship and like leaving your, your cushy job and like going into the unknown is just scary. And I think... Uh, when we, when we first started the business, learning like all these new skills, like, you know, accounting and, 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 you know, I learned how to cook and I like, I never knew how to cook until I, I got onto the truck. Um, I learned how to, uh, how to, uh, how to work with people. I learned how to fire somebody, right? That's, that's so scary. So scary. But it's something that sometimes we have to do it. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think, you know, the, my, the first, our first entrepreneurial journey was definitely, I, I went through a lot of obstacles, a lot of weird things that I just had never done before. And once, now looking back on the other side, I was like, man, that was easy, right? <laughs> it was easy. Well, I think with anything, any mm-hmm. task you ever look at, any, any situation mm-hmm. you go through, um, it's one of the things that, when you look back at any hard task, it becomes easy. Mm-hmm. Right, and so when you're first on the on the on the front side of it, you're like that's so challenging. On the yeah. back side of it, like that was nothing. Right, <laughs> any of those situations, it's always the it's the same type of thing, and so yeah, we started a, a gourmet food truck catering mm-hmm. business. Uh, we did it for a number of years. It was successful. We made revenue year over year on that, and then. You know, we had to develop a bunch of skills and it went from being very difficult and very hard, you know, level one, how do you make your first meal? How do you serve your first customer? You know, all the way up to doing, you know, uh, hundreds or thousands of tickets in a day over the weekend, uh, servicing tens of thousands of people at these giant events and being so easy that we could do it over coffee, but that is leveling up that business. Mm -hmm. And whenever you, whenever you jump from one business to another business, another 
situation, you got to start at the bottom of the mountain, mm-hmm. right? Again, and there's but there's there's different tools that you get that you yeah. can bring with you, but again, it's you know, every time you climb a new mountain, that that mountain's much more challenging. Yeah. Right. Yep. So I mean, what skills um, do you think you picked up from working the first business um, of uh, the food? the food mm-hmm. business that you feel uh, crosses over in other, other areas. What, what um, skills were you able to take with you? I think being the operations guy, mm-hmm. um, um, organization was something that I learned in the business and now um, coming over into the tech side of things is like when you're building a project, organization is huge. Yeah. Um, and we, in the beginning even of our tech entrepreneurship, we weren't that organized, right? Absolutely. And then, um, and, and you saw the difference, you saw the difference of waste, you saw the difference of, of time management when you're organized, and, and also the amount of stress that's gone when you're, when you're organized. So that was definitely a skill I learned on the truck um, that I was able to take over. Um, and I, I, but I think also, uh, I'm all about the team mm-hmm. and the team dynamic. And no matter whether it's running a food truck or building a tech business or your own accounting business or any business in that matter, it's a bunch of people. And people management skills is something that I think uh, is required of the modern day entrepreneur because if you wanna achieve your vision, you gotta work with people. Yep. And I think, um, you know, even working a food truck, which uh, with QSR in the food business, um, usually you have, uh, sometimes it's difficult to get a, a team enthusiastic about making a burger every day of their life, right? Yep. But I think there's ways and games to play that allow people to come in and 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 work this what should be a a mundane job that turns it into something that's fun and exciting and and away from you know a, a place of acceptance and a place of wow these these people actually care about me that's that's fantastic and I think bringing that care I think it over to the new business it was really easy to do and I think a, became a real big piece of our culture um in in this new tech one so yeah. um, I think care is is definitely something yeah what is the i mean whether it's the qsr or or this business i mean what is the game you play with culture what is the game you play with care and the people and the team like you know um as a as a manager as an owner Mm -hmm. i mean what do you i mean what do you focus on on day-to-day in terms of you know gamifying whether for the last business or Mm -hmm. this current one um i think the the big um i think one of the big things is one-on-ones and and coaching right the game i played with uh with burger monster and then the, it was the exact same game i played was was uh i was quarterback of the football team and here's my team and we have to go win we have to go you know score touchdowns work together as a team um but then i think the quarterback kind of evolved into a coach mm-hmm. and and i started uh what I would do n- normally with, with my friends on the truck at the time, uh, just having that, that one-on-one time is very, very important, um, especially when it comes to coaching moments, when it comes to just like, um, how's life? How are you? Because work is work, but work's only a third of our life. Mm-hmm. We still have another two-thirds that we live, and there's a lot that goes on there. Yep. And, and sometimes people just want to be heard, and they just want someone that cares. Like, wow, this is fantastic. And I think... To me, like our culture of, of um, you know, being able to communicate with one another when, we, when, uh, when something comes up or if we want to, you know, tell, um, be able to uh, say a positive thing and be like, dude, freaking, you rocked that. You rocked that shift. That was awesome. Or, um, hey, you know, uh, you kind of showed up late twice in a row. What's going on? What's, what's up with life? Mm-hmm. Is it something... Is it is it a you not waking up early enough thing, or is it like there's something stressful going on? And you want want somebody to talk to you about it, you know? Like, it's just it's it's leading with heart 
instead of leading with, you know, a, a waggy finger in that regard. Yeah. Well, it's almost like when you say that, it's, you know, genuinely caring about the people. And then also, you know, it's, um, it goes back to that serenity quote of, I mean, you aren't judging the person mm -hmm. you're more curious about the person mm -hmm. and asking inquisitive questions right not necessarily saying you're a bad person you know i can't believe you came in late it was mm -hmm. more like hey well what's going on that's causing you to be late yeah. you know what's that what's that issue that's causing that and you know what can we do to you know work on that yeah right and and i think that that's what like we, we graduate school mm. right and and in school people teachers are supposed to care about you and your growth yeah then once you get out you don't really have anybody who cares about your growth anymore except you mm -hmm. and i think that i think that's a role that bosses and managers should be should be playing like when you when you go to a career you should be it it shouldn't just be because they pay me a lot of money it's be, it should be because they teach me a skill they teach me how to they they raise my character they they show me like a a, a different path or a different way and i think that like that's kind of our role like as as a, a you know a modern leader is to help people develop underneath us mm -hmm. and sometimes it's the things they want to hear sometimes it's not the things they don't want to hear you know yeah. and i think those are the most important ones and being able but just being able to lead with once again heart and an acceptance of the situation mm -hmm. and once again sometimes people need to get fired and that's a really shitty situation when it comes up but if someone doesn't represent the values um, that you try to represent with your company or represent with your team, then sometimes they need to go somewhere else to learn those values before they could come back, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And how do you, how do you lead with heart and let someone go? Oh. Um, it's, it's convincing yourself that this person needs this moment in their life for them to get their development and be better. Mm. And that's hard to do. I mean, I remember a couple of my, a couple times, um, the first couple situations, it was, I would picture them punching me in the face, you know, and I'd <laughs> picture them getting all upset and super mad and like, why'd you do this? And you're the worst boss ever. And like, I hate this place. And every time that's ever happened, they've always thanked me. Yeah. And they've always said, you know, thank you for the opportunity and, and I'm sorry I let you down or I'm sorry that this happened. And, and, and it's always a, um, I think you just got to lead with the truth. And, yeah. And like the, the data is the truth, right? If someone's showing up to work every day late and that's, and you've told them time and time again, well, there's got to be a time where, hey, what's, you know, you, you, you ask the question, you be curious, but then, Say, I think you need to work on some, some organization skills, maybe some time management skills, or maybe this job just isn't for you, and we need to go find some passion, because that's another thing, right? Some people work like jobs that they hate, yeah, and it can't be the best at. Well, then go find a job where you can. Yeah, yeah, you're uh, the game you're playing uh, doesn't allow you to be the hero you need to be. Yeah, yeah. So you need to go find the the right game that inspires yeah. you to to be that person. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I think, uh, you know, it's just part of a stepping, it's a stepping stone. I think every company you work for is a stepping stone to the next thing or company that you do, whether it's the, the results you want and you're like, wow, this was great and I learned a lot or damn, I got fired. Well, I better go find another job and try again and learn something new, change my behavior, do something different. And I think either way, like it's those opportunities that makes us better. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it does seem that the, the 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 greatest failures are the things that really give you the most lessons, right? Mm -hmm. And those whether it's getting fired or messing up or doing yeah. something like those, the 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 more painful the lesson, the the more you're gonna remember it, right? If yeah. it's if it's just a little slap on the wrist, then you're not gonna it's not gonna stick as powerfully. So you're giving those lessons to people. Um, you know, what do you think are some uh, what do you think are some threshold guardians that you know uh, prevent people from being able to, or do you have any personal ones of being able to actually be that coach that cares? You know, what are what do you think are the things that are preventing um, um, people from you know being able to lead with their heart? 
I think time plays a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, to care, you have to invest time into people. And for a lot, that's that's a lot for people, right? Yeah. I don't have the time. Uh, if you're not doing your job, then you either need to go or like there's no, there's a, there's a lot of, um, I think because people don't have the time to like focus in and really like get into their training, really get into the different things, it's, it, it seems like that person doesn't care, mm-hmm. right? Now they could, they actually might care. And I think a lot of people do care about the good, the well-beings of people. Yeah. But it, it takes, I think, another, it takes more time to like really dive in and get deep and, and understand like what, what really drives a human and what, 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 what makes them behave the way that they do. And a lot of times it's, if you can give a, hey, you know what, I used to do that too, and here's how I got out of it, and that lesson right there is like gold, right? You're like, oh, mm. okay. But um, most people are like, I don't got time for that shit, man. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, <laughs> it's funny when, when you're saying that, what it makes me think about is people go, don't believe what people say. If you actually look at their bank account and mm-hmm. what they spend, and you look at their calendar, you look at what they what they do. You can see what they really focus on, mm-hmm. right? Because you can see what they what are they investing, both monetarily mm-hmm. and with time. And considering like those are the, you know, the two forms of currency. Yeah. You know, you can really see. Like, okay, you might care, but mm-hmm. you just don't know how to wisely invest your time to actually apply that care in a way that's constructive. Yeah. That that makes sense. Um. In terms of. Uh, community, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you go off the holy grail, you develop skills, you become financially independent, you're able to pursue other careers you want. Um, you know, what's the community you go back to? What do you, how, how do you see yourself as a, as a mentor in the future? What, how do you envision spending your time after you, after you hit all these goals? Um, uh, there's a couple paths I see. Mm-hmm. Um, one was going into politics, um, as I think I can, you know, hone my voice hone my message mm-hmm. and spread that because um, I do think I have a lot of, of awesome things to say and I think I still have a lot of awesome things to do and and um, I truly want to help people and I think that America is a beautiful place to live and um, it's probably the best place to live on the, on the planet like you have everybody has every opportunity thousands of opportunities of their lifetime living here in America. Mm-hmm. America's easy, mm-hmm. right? Live somewhere uh, uh, else on the planet and it's, sometimes it's not as easy and you don't have the luxuries of, you know, air conditioned apartments and, and food being brought to you. So yeah, uh, door dashed to you in that regard. <laughs> um, so I think to me, uh, making this place better um, and and using technology and science to solve problems instead of, you know, media and he said she said crap that goes on. Um, I also I also see myself uh, um, becoming like a an angel investor in mm-hmm. a way. Um, I love I think the entrepreneurial path is the new hero's journey, mm. and I think there's a lot of heroes that want the holy grail they want to seek fortune and glory but um they get stuck and they need a mentor and so i i think being an angel investor uh investing not only money but investing time into people i think um that can really you know that have the potential to to push themselves the limit and solve some big problems yeah i I think that's a, a cool path for me to go down if you could go and uh, put out a message in a bottle to a young adventurer who is going to start on his path of being an entrepreneur. I mean, what, what, I mean, lessons, insights, what would you share with them, tell them to do as a, as a piece of guidance, as a, as a guiding light for them for a path to follow? I would say my favorite Joseph Campbell quote, mm. which is, the cave you fear to enter lives the treasure you seek. 
because in the entrepreneurial path, um, you have to be brave. You have to be, once again, to go full circle, to go full circle on this hero's journey that you and I have had, um, courage. Uh, life needs courage. And there's going to be a lot of things that you're going to be scared of that are going to be hard, hard, especially with entrepreneurship. Uh, money's not guaranteed as an entrepreneur. A lot of people work jobs where mm -hmm. they're like, wow, I get paid for doing all this work. Well, as an entrepreneur, unless you provide value and, and actually um, do a thing, like that's when you get paid. And if you don't, then you don't get paid. And it, that's, that's like a comfort that we have to like, our mindsets are geared towards in this, you know, in, in capitalism. Mm -hmm. So I think being brave and, and being courageous is, is knowing that no matter what, just stick with the plan. Oh, I would also say have um, perseverance um, because times go up, times go down and and I think uh, no matter what, if you just keep believing in yourself, believing in your vision and what you, what you want to attain, um, I think um, you'll get there one way or another. Nice. So have a vision. Mm -hmm. Believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. Courage is the fuel that mm -hmm. powers the entrepreneur to move forward. Yep. Keep going. Persevere when times are tough. The only way to level up is through the fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, brother, with that, I think we'll end this. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. This was great. I really enjoyed it, too. Thank uh, you, brother. And until the next one. Yeah. See you, man. See you, brother.